27 of Corporate Courtney. I am your host, Courtney Johnson. And I know last week I talked a little bit about my Sunday scaries on steroids or the January blues, the January slump. And I kind of touched on it, but I really wanted to dive into it a little more this week. The fact that we're still also battling a pandemic. And I think that that takes its toll on us a lot more than I think we're really, truly aware of. For me, when we got that lovely message not to come back into the office on that lovely Friday the 13th, I thought this is going to be perfect. A little break from the office, get away from some of these people who are driving me crazy, no more smelling what you had for lunch, you know, no more working with people with bad BO and trying to be cordial in meetings. Like I was going to be able to do what I wanted to do in my solitude. And the way they were talking, it was looking like a month, maybe two. And we would go back to the normal way of working. And the longer they kept pushing it out, the more excited I was getting. I love working from my PJs all day. I love waking up, rolling out of bed and getting started on working. There's no two hour, three hour need to get up earlier to get my life together because I can make breakfast right here during a meeting. I can sleep in as long as I need to before my first meeting start, which unfortunately for me is a set nine o'clock all the time. But for a lot of people, if you don't have a meeting till 10, what would be the point in getting up? Or if you did get up because you're old like me and your body is going to wake you up anyways, you have so much more time to get your life together. You can read in the mornings. You can take a stroll when it's not freezing outside. And for me, I loved it. I am a big proponent of work from home. I am not one of these cutesy girls who are putting on a full face to get on these meetings. I really don't share my camera that often, so people really haven't seen me. I mean, I think I've changed my hair four times and the same people I work with every day have not seen either of the four. (laughs) So I'm thriving in this setup, or so I thought. But as we're working from home, we're also social distancing. So that means... The social aspects of my life that I do enjoy, I haven't quite participated in at scale. And so a lot of times I'm just in my apartment. I think I was talking to someone the other day and I said, I think I went four days in a row and I didn't even unlock the front door to my apartment. I had not left the same building in so long. So... The human body needs interaction with people. We are a social being. So the lack of interaction sometimes with people is affecting me mentally. 
And for a lot of people who have corporate America settings, they have been going back to the office. I know a lot of different people have had to start going back as soon as June and they haven't stopped going back to the office here in America. And so it can look like they're also struggling throughout this as well. I mean, there are two ways to really balance it and it's going to be a grass is greener on the other side for both parties. But if you're going into the office every day, you're risking your health and you're possibly, you're much more likely to catch COVID now because you are interacting in open spaces and working with people and doing the daily commute. You're not being able to create yourself your own little bubble. On the other side, the people who are working from home constantly aren't having any social interaction. Their day in, day out, it looks the same. And for a lot of us, we're trying to balance working from home and living at work. You know, in the beginning, it looked like I was putting in more hours daily just because it was so much easier. I felt like I had much more control over my day. So if someone sent me an email at eight o'clock, I'd answer it because I was just sitting there. And that's totally unhealthy because at that point, I'm not creating any boundaries or barriers into what my home life looks like versus what my work life looks like. And for other people who are going into the office, even though you're getting that social interaction, it's not any less draining. It's still very different. And the different process and the change up is still very mentally exhausting. So I feel like there are different ways the pandemic is affecting a lot of corporate American workers and none of them are benefiting any of us. So at this point, a lot of us are suffering from COVID burnout, COVID fatigue. And I think that there is a fine line between one or the other. Towards the middle of the pandemic, I would feel um, probably last summer or the summer of 2020, a lot of us were getting work from home fatigue where we were kind of antsy. We kind of wanted to see people. The day to day was getting kind of humdrum and the spicy flair of being able to work from home and being in your PJs and watching the view when you didn't have a meeting started to wear off. I think this work from home burnout that's happening now in the January, February months of 2021 are a little different. The motivation is gone. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. And the exhaustion is kicking in outside of what you're probably normally going through in the winter months. Not to brag, but one of my superpowers is I can go to sleep anywhere, anytime I so choose. If I'm tired, there's little to nothing that will stop me from being able to shut my eyes and be out. It is magical. However, I have experienced a lot of changes with my sleeping patterns during this whole endeavor that are absolutely crazy to me. I hit that two o'clock slump and no amount of coffee, tea, whatever is giving me the pickup I need to make it through the day. And then when I do force myself to stay up and try to go to bed at a decent hour, I have trouble falling asleep. 
Or if I don't have trouble falling asleep, I have trouble staying asleep. And so I'm just creating this loop of exhaustion all the time. And there are times where I can sleep 10 hours and I will wake up just as exhausted if I only got three hours the night before anyways. And it feels like sometimes there's no end in sight. I'm exhausted. And I thought that was mentally just me. But as I started talking to other people and coming out of my own little bubble, I started to learn that this is affecting a lot of us. And outside of sleep, other health issues, physical health issues are manifesting themselves as well. A lot of people are suffering from acid reflux or indigestion or feeling nauseated while they're working. And it's like, it never feels like something that we can do or something that we know will fix that is actually fixing it. I mean, typically, if you have acid reflux, you try to identify what you're eating and remove that from your diet. But if every little thing is causing it, it's more than likely stress. And you may be thinking to yourself, hey, I've been working from home and my life hasn't been that stressful recently. There is a mental toll going on you because we are still in a panini. Like, I don't think we're really processing the fact that what's happened over the last year is so different than anything that we've ever experienced before. And so your physical body is going through a change that you can't grasp or comprehend. It's nothing that you can compare to at any other time in your life, because even if it feels similar to a depression loop or anxiety loop, it is tenfold of that because this is different. There are mental and physical stressors on your body that you're not being able to frame. So I say all that to say that you're not crazy. This isn't just you. You're not being lazy. You're not being tired. You're not being sluggish. You're not being a sloth. Whatever negative thing that you've been talking down on yourself about, it is expected and it is normal and it is okay. And for some of us, you know, I've been thriving in work and probably have more on my plate than ever before and I'm feeling the stress of that. But a lot of people experience layoffs that, We're completely unexpected. We're working through a global pandemic and businesses are not necessarily operating as they did. And layoffs in general are such a hard process on the mental state in the first place. You start to think, you know, for the people they did keep on, why wasn't I as good? Why didn't I get to stay? How am I going to pay my bills? What am I going to do? And you add that on to a a place in life where there's no great income. This is essentially a recession. The job market isn't super hot or it wasn't super hot. And a lot of us who have experienced that are struggling through it much more so than you would if you were laid off in any other time. And I think I read an article that said women at this point have been disproportionately affected by the COVID layoffs than men, which is a duh at this point. I mean, if anything could be harder, (laughs) why not make it harder on the women who are not only working from home and taking care of children or balancing, you know, teaching and monitoring their children's work while they're at home. They're also having to work from home and add this stress. And in a lot of families, the women take the role of that caretaker much more so than men. 
So it's even harder. So now we're talking about you're balancing all that and then you're a part of the layoffs. I cannot imagine what that does to a person. I feel for you and I, I, it's really unfortunate that even in today's time, we're seeing that the gender equality, even in a pandemic, is so discriminable. I mean, women are 1.8 times higher to have lost their job than men right now. As of, I think, January, more than 3 million women have been laid off or let go in this crisis. And that's a significant amount of women who are working, who are taking care of families, who are the breadwinners of their homes. In this day and age, it just it's another setback for women's equality as well, because it's going to take a minute for us to get back into these places and, and make the efforts and the strides that we were making. And for those of us who are still working and haven't experienced that job loss, it's no less stressful. We're trying to maintain the same level of success that we were doing in the office and there's not as many breaks there's not as much time I mean I think I mentioned it last week but there have been several days where I go eight hours without a break from a meeting I'm triple and quadruple booked at times and having to balance which meeting I'm going to and what I'm speaking on and realizing that the meeting I couldn't go to they've signed me up for stuff or they've spoken on something incorrectly and That is just the name of the game in the industry and the job that I work in. But now add the added pressure of constantly working and being on this computer. I'm not walking to the break room to grab water. My water canteen is right here in the kitchen with me while I work. And I'm not going and grabbing lunch with friends because I got food here and I need to be making sure that I take care of, you know, eating well because I'm not moving as much. And I need to make sure that I'm eating well because I'm not spending as much money on work. And the toll of it is just taken over. And if you aren't comfortable yet with being out in society, there's no break. There's no vacation. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. For a lot of us who are young, we're the last to be getting the vaccine. So It's not even like with the idea of the vaccine that we feel like there is hope for some of this craziness to end. And that's why you see a lot of young people out and about in some of these cities where, you know, America is open and you're thinking, God, they're selfish. How could they possibly be out here? They're risking lives. They don't care. But shit has hit the fan. People are tired. People are exhausted and they feel like there's no way out. And at the very end of it, they need to live their lives because they haven't had lives. And, you know, I talk about how the difficulties it is of raising a family while we've been in this pandemic, but if you live alone and how difficult that must be to not have any human interaction, there's got to be some empathy for some of these people and some of these things. And I get it. We're putting a lot of people in danger when this stuff happens because this virus is spread by just breathing and it's tough it's tough and there isn't a a great or recent precedent for a lot of us to really understand and and take it in so I've had to try and give myself grace 
And I've tried to make sure that I'm giving grace to others as they go through this because everyone is taking this on so differently. And no matter if you're an introvert, an extrovert, a caretaker, a single person, a woman, a man, it's hard. It's hard. And I don't know what more we can do at this time and place. But I read a couple of articles I thought I would share. I know this isn't really a advice podcast, but I figured I've ranted and made it really bleak. <laughs> I should at least try to tidy it up towards the end and, and, and at least try to share some of the things that I think not only sound good, but have worked for me as we try to combat a lot of what's going on. So get outside. I know it's cold. A lot of us are in very cold places or even if you're in a warm place when the weather drops, you don't want to be out there in it, but get outside, get to the sun, soak in that vitamin D, just a change of scenery, even at the least. I've started with some of the meetings I felt like are one-on-ones or, or touch bases, kind of approaching that idea and saying, hey, do you want to make this a walk and talk where we'll be on our phones and we'll just take a stroll around? Yes, it may be a little bumpy. Yes, you may breathe a little heavily, but at least you can implement that in your time if you're not being able to get free time in your calendar. Leave, go on vacation. And if you aren't comfortable with flights yet or staying in strange places, I get it. But even if you do nothing else but drive to the woods and just breathe in the fresh oxygen coming in from the trees and seeing nature and life, do it. Go for a mini hike, even if, if it's just a day, but make an effort to make a trip so that you feel like there's something, one, to look forward to, and two, just a break from everything that is your home and your office and all of that. I also saw something about faking a commute. So I'm not one of those people that's getting dressed to work in my house. It's not happening. I'm not putting on a bra to sit in my house. My house is my free time. I'm going to be braless. But if you aren't one of those people, but you still feel like you need a change in your routine, maybe kind of throw on some sweats. Go grab a coffee. Go go into a drive-thru. Be in your car. Make that effort to use that time to do that. And then come back to the office. That break and that reset and that change of scenery may help you reset and give you that space you need. And if all of this is still just overwhelming in a ton, use your weekend to detox from all of the screens. And I know that sounds a lot harder than it is, but you're on a computer and on WebEx and Teams and Zoom all day. And then when you're not on that, you're on your cell phone to distract yourself, but the cell phone is also a screen. And then when the day is over, you're watching TV, you're on Netflix, you're playing video games, you're watching another screen. There's just so much screen time that you have to detox. Take a day, unplug, turn off your cell phone, close down the laptops, don't watch TV, read a book, do the trip thing I was talking about. Try and build a puzzle, pick up a new hobby, play the piano. Finally, dig out some of those vocabulary books that you had from high school because you've realized that you're, you're slipping on your vernacular and you're not as verbose as you used to be. Do something else that will trigger your mind in a healthy way instead of being on these screens, which I know is hard because they're so addictive. 
but that may be the key to some of the stress that we need to remove from our lives, even when we think it's helping. Just make sure to remember to do what works for you. Like I've been saying, this is unprecedented. Your body doesn't know what it's going through. You don't know what you're going through. And what works for the next person may not work for you. But I encourage you to try different things, to try and make yourself get through this because the the number of suicides that have occurred in this pandemic is heartbreaking. I mean, 40% of Americans are grappling with some sort of mental health issue or drug-related problem, and it's worse for those of us who are younger. I think we're 75% struggling with one or the other. I think the CDC did um, a survey of young adults and one in four admitted that they have thought about ending their lives during this pandemic. One in four. That is a scary statistic. And not only scary, but heartbreaking because people feel so alone and feel like there's no outlet for what they're feeling and trying to get through. So I encourage you to please, if you're feeling the weight of everything going on, please reach out to a licensed professional. I preach it all the time, but therapy is not talking to your friends. It's not praying. It is someone who has studied how to communicate with people when they're struggling. And even if you haven't had suicidal thoughts and the stress of just everything that's going on, please talk to someone. It's it's so important that we make sure that these feelings and these these thoughts are getting out and we can hear them and someone else can hear them and we can have dialogue so that we we feel like we're back on track. Because I love y'all and I I would hate I would hate for anything to to take you on a different journey than what's set forth. We're absolutely going to make it through this. We're going to survive it. We're stronger than we know. And even though our bodies are going through this stress, they will adapt. They will learn. And we will find ways to get through this that work for us. So please, I encourage you, take some of the advice that I've mentioned, do some research on some ideas that maybe I didn't go over because those don't work for you. Please talk to a licensed professional and take breaks. Take them. I know it is not the hustle and grind attitude that everybody spouts out, but it is so important that you take care of yourself. We're all looking for our place in the world and just trying to be as successful as we can, as young as we can. And that stress in your 20s and your 30s is its own thing. And so adding a pandemic to it, adding a deathly disease to it is hard. So again, give yourself grace, give others grace, and we will make it through this. And that's all I've got for you this week. Um, thank you for listening. If you have ideas or things that have worked for you to avoid this pandemic fatigue, um, please shoot them over to the corporate Courtney podcast at gmail.com or reach out to me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore corporate court. And 
I will relay some of this back in in the next week's episode. Um, But thank you guys for listening. Thank you for subscribing. If you haven't, subscribe, leave a review. um, Let me know how I'm doing. Let me know what you'd like to see more of. And you'll hear from me next week. Until then, toodles.